the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are continuing our look at the Ten Commandments. These ten words will do. It's the title of our message today. This is Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand. Join us as we explore these Ten Commandments next. Hi there, and again, welcome to Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastan, the ministry coming to you from Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. Find out more about us online at grace-bible.com. We're looking once again at Exodus chapter 20. These 10 words will do, and obviously those 10 words are the 10 words of the Ten Commandments, the characteristics, if you will, the nature of who God is and what He requires of us. You'll find nothing bad in these commandments. Rather, you'll find perfect commandments that show us how bad we really are and in desperate need of someone who can fulfill them, being chiefly Jesus. Here's Pastor Jesse with more. The title of our message today is Arise, Move, and Go. These ten words will do. These ten words will do. I talked to you last week about how to be careful in the reading of Scripture. And sometimes we may capture it and we may not. There's a lot of clouds in our head, let alone the ones outside of our head. And it takes a lot of discipline to stop talking while God is talking. And most people don't. Even when they read their Bible, they don't. And this is why you don't get as much out of it. But I'm going to be talking about a subtitle that I didn't write down that I'm hoping will come home in a moment. I do want the main subtitle to come home. These 10 words will do. These 10 words will do. And I told you last week that what happened in the Exodus account in chapter 20, we are at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 18, please, um, was that God spoke directly to the nation of Israel for the first time, for the first time. And we're going to discover that this is the last time that God is going to speak to them directly. That was the first time that God spoke to a nation as a whole directly, and that was the last time. God has never spoken to another nation like he did to Israel. And uh, that's important for Israel. They know this was a major uh, identity marker for who they were. Um, But the account renders for us, because we're making our way to God's house, his sanctuary, his kingdom, his home with the children of Israel through these 42 encampments. We've got about seven more encampments to look at. And the writer to the Hebrew people in the New Testament is actually reflecting upon this event. As you might know, the writer himself is a Hebrew. 
and the people to whom he's writing are Hebrews. Now, they are presently Christians, but they're Hebrews. So the book is called what? The Hebrews. And what he's doing is taking them back into history, which is the work of the Holy Ghost. You remember, the Holy Ghost takes the past and brings it to the future, helps us map it on the future, on the present rather, so we can see the future. No present relevance, no future optimism. This is why a lot of people don't have any hope today, because they don't know how to look back at the God who called them by his mercy. And they don't know how to find in God the promises that are yes and amen in Jesus Christ to God's glory through us. But the child of God is called to walk by what? Right. And I'm going to continue to drill that home until you understand that, first of all, faith is a gift from God and it shouldn't be played with. And when people play with it, they lose the benefits thereof. Faith is the only prism by which you can look forward confidently, knowing that God puts his stamp of approval on the future. When you don't have God's stamp of approval on the future, you might be optimistic, but it's in vain. Until God tells you what tomorrow will be, or next week, or the year thereafter, you and I are simply hypothesizing in vain. And so the Hebrew people here in Hebrews chapter 12 are being told something that's extremely important. I'm going to lay a bit of a foundation. Then I'm going to expose to you what is happening in Exodus chapter 20, which I hope will bring some understanding as to what you and I are doing right now. The Hebrew writer says, listen, you have not come unto the mount that might be touched. Now he's talking to people who did experience that mount some 500 years earlier. In fact, no, 1,500 years earlier. The Hebrew people that he's talking to now are not at Mount Sinai. They are at Mount Zion. And he's telling them that for a reason. Mount Sinai and Mount Zion are two different places. Mount Sinai is a place where a lot of people want to go, but that's because they don't have any good sense at all. Mount Zion is the place that God promises for his people, for his elect, for his sheep, the people that he has chosen as his own inheritance. He says, you are not come to Mount Mount Zion, to that mountain that can be touched and that burned with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest. Verse 19, and the sound of a trumpet and the voice of words and the voice of what? Words, which voice they what? They heard and they entreated Moses that the word should not be spoken to them anymore. See how difference emphasis makes when you read it? Do you see how big the difference is? You guys can make your way back to Exodus 20 because I want you to plop your lap on it as we look at the narrative. What I know about the New Testament writers in relationship to the Old Testament writers is that they were both anointed, led, and guided by the same mediator, that is the Holy Spirit. So what the writer in the New Testament is saying is absolutely in accordance with what happened in the Old Testament. And what happened in the Old Testament is going to be very instructive to you and to me as we begin to consider 
Arise, move, and go. These 10 words will do. If I were to put another subcategory here that would be more of an explanation of this point, it would be this. God is gracious to give us a mediator. I need you to hear that because we do church, but I need you to hear it. God is gracious to give us a mediator because the act of mediation is itself gracious. God is gracious to give you and give me a mediator because the act of mediation is itself gracious. God gives us mediators because mediators are needed to stand between a holy God and a sinful people. And so God is gracious when mediation takes place, when somebody can stand between you and that which is holy and make sure that which is holy does not utterly annihilate that which is unholy. God is gracious when he gives us mediators because mediation is itself intrinsically by nature an act of grace. God is gracious when he gives us mediators. Now I want to extrapolate that across a whole sort of plethora of events and experiences in your life so it can come home. God is gracious not to choose to talk to you and me directly. God is gracious in that he has always provided someone to stand between you and him. God does that in every aspect of your life. And this is so important to get because people will talk like they know God personally, like they sit at God's elbow and God speaks to them and and there's nothing in between them and God. There's always something in between you and God if you're breathing in and breathing out. There's always someone or something between you and a holy God. Did that make some sense? Very important for you and I to get that. The events before us is an advocation for the doctrine and practice of mediation. The Hebrew writer gives this group of people a whole set of components that I want us to look at because when I looked at them myself, we're about to look at them again in Exodus 20, um, 18 and 19. If you'll keep that on the screen, please. I want us to look at that because what the context teaches me is how dangerous it is to have to meet God by yourself without a mediator. This is what your Bible will teach you. How dangerous it is to meet God all by yourself without someone standing in the gap. Think about a child being left to themselves. Isn't that what the Bible says? A child left to himself will bring his parents to shame. That's because a child needs mediation from the time the child comes into the world. He needs someone to step in the gap, to feed him, to nurture him, to guide him, to burp him, change him, help him develop into what he or she is going to be. Leave a child alone, they'll die. You leave a human being without all of the necessary culturing, cultivating elements to become a dignified adult and they'll grow up and become an animal because it's in their nature. 
You leave human beings as a group of people without a mediating set of moral and ethical principles by which they know how to have boundaries between each other. Then those people are going to be wild and violent and they're going to be sinful and they're going to create all kind of havoc in society. You leave a society without the gracious mediation of laws and rules and standards. Then let people start driving all over the highway with no stop signs and no lights and any of that. And tell me what you're going to have in about 30 minutes. Chaos. You let this world go on without the hierarchy of mediation across every aspect of life. And men and women could never tolerate coexisting together. Am I making some sense? You and I need a mediator. We need someone to go between us and help us make it to where we're going. The text tells us something very interesting that I want to work through under these 10 words will do. It's really interesting because as I told you last week, ha dibarim is the Hebrew phrase for and God spake all these what? Words. Hebrews chapter 20 verse 1. And God spake all these words. And what the text tells us is that God gave a explanation of who he was. I am the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. Not that they didn't know it, but he reminded them like parents do to their kids. Do you know who I am, boy? Do you know who I am? Do I have to remind you who I am? Parents do that, right? Because our kids will lose their mind for a moment and forgot who the mediator was. And, And really, mom and dad are mediators. And sometimes siblings are mediators. Ah, you have a lot of mediators in your life that you really need to give God thanks for. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. See, and this is one of the reasons why people's lives are so poverty stricken, because they disregard the mediatorial work that God gives you in order for you to make it from the womb to the tomb. God gives you all kind of mediators. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Right. He gives you all kind of mediators. And here God himself now is calling the people of God to himself. And what he told Moses was, I'm going to speak to them in your presence, Moses. And God began to speak. Y'all know the commandments. You ought to know them by now. Right. He laid them out in verses one through verse 17, where he closed out. And you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. You shall not covet your your neighbor's ass or your ox or anything that is your neighbor's. You guys remember that? Now, who was talking? God was. For the first time in human history, God was talking to people without a mediator. And as God was closing out on that commandment, the next thing you know, the people start talking. Look at verse 18 and 19. Let me see if I can help you. And it came to, uh, and all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet. And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightning and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they ran. They didn't walk, they ran. And all the people when they saw the thunderings and the lightning and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people what saw it, I just want you to capture that. 
That term in the Hebrew means they fixed their sight on it in a kind of locked in, mesmerized way. Do you know what that means? They could hardly hear from God for all of that stuff that was going on around them. Put your feet in their shoes. You're at the mountain, at the bottom of the mountain. It's strapped with yellow tape. You're told to stay back. It's a mountain that you don't touch. It's thick clouds all around you. There's thunder everywhere and lightning flashing massively. And the trumpet is blowing continuously. And God is talking. And the earth is quaking. I'd have been gone. (laughs) I'm not even beginning my message. I'm trying to help you understand what you get when you draw near to God without a mediator. This is what you get. When you draw near to God without a mediator and you're not qualified to draw near to God, this is what you get. You get a God who the Hebrew writer said is a consuming fire. See, y'all can play church if you want to. I'm here to tell you, if God doesn't call us near, we shouldn't come. And if God doesn't call us near via a mediator, woe unto us. So I want you to capture that the surrounding environment was so difficult for them that they could no longer hear God. The surrounding environment was too difficult for them to focus on what they heard. Already, we have a problem as human beings with hearing right. We don't hear well. You know that. That was a big part of your education to your children. Child, did you hear me? Right? Child, did you hear me? And I'm using that kind of uh, facetious uh, anecdote to help you understand that God is dealing with his children the same way. And that you and I with God are exactly the same way. That the way our kids are with us who don't know how to hear us and can't understand mediation, so are we with God. And in times when our kids should hear our words, they are distracted by the surrounding environment, as are we. I'm going to have to stay right here for the rest of my message until you get it. Because see, this is the problem when we don't study our Bibles carefully. You can, you can look at all of these verses and all of these words and all of these constructions in that verse and totally miss it. Am I making some sense? Totally miss it. They could not handle the environment. The environment was too much. That's what the Hebrew writer told us, didn't he? They could not endure the voice nor the environment. Moses said, according to the Hebrew writer, it was so terrible that he quaked in his boots. Now, Moses is the mediator, and he up here doing this. And I said to myself, because I know the Bible is not a myth, and I know it's not a fable, and I know it doesn't take the holy things of God and allows me to kind of turn them into caricatures. That was an awful day. That was an awful day of existential threat from the heavens above to the earth beneath. The ground was quaking. Are you chilling when the ground quakes? The thunder is so loud and boisterous. And I told you, unless you're from Texas, you don't know nothing about thunder. 
the clouds are so thick and so dense and the trumpet is so loud, continuously loud. And then there are flashes of lightning just flashing out everywhere, everywhere. You cool with the lightning flashing? See what I'm getting at? And then you got to sit there and listen to God talk. That's a lot, isn't it? Is that a lot? That's a whole lot. And and 10 minutes earlier, the folks was running up the hill because they wanted to get a look at God. Remember that? Now they're running from God. I'm trying to establish the picture to show you how we paint the wrong picture of God. We paint the wrong picture of ourselves. And when we discover we learn a little bit of the truth about God, we don't want to have nothing to do with him. Men and women pretend that they want God, but they don't. The text is clear. Listen to what it says. And they removed and they did what? Stood afar off. Literally in the original language, it means they took off for the hills as if they were a group of fugitives being uh, attempted to be arrested by an officer. They're running from God because the event was too much for them. Point number one, then the awful day that God spoke. See it? The awful day that God spoke under my subpoints, subpoints A and B. I talk about the sevenfold experience. Now, I just shared that with you. I just shared that with you over in verse 16 of chapter 19 through uh, chapter 19, verse 16 through 19. Here's what we got in chapter 19, where God is speaking to Moses. He says, and it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were what? Thunderings. And what? Lightnings. And what? A thick cloud upon the mount. That means the cloud was so thick, no one could see into it at all about what was going on. Now, we know there was a purpose for that. That was to keep the children of Israel from penetrating up into the mountain. Clouds can be thick, can't they? They can be protruding. They can be dark. And the thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of the trumpet. Imagine that. This is a chauffeur horn. Imagine the chauffeur horn blowing while the earth is quaking, while the thick cloud is descending, while the lightning is flashing. Awesome, isn't it? While the lightning is flashing. This is exactly what's going on. Notice it says the trumpet is what? Exceedingly loud. So it's not a comfortable, this is not an alto saxophone playing the jazz. This is loud, okay? It's loud and problematic, exceedingly loud, so that all the people that were in the camp, what? That's 1.4 million people all what? Trembling with Moses. With Moses. This is how God shows up when he wants to talk, particularly if you don't have a mediator. I get it. I get it. You don't play with the real and true and living God. I totally get it. I totally get it. If a man says they know God and I listen to them and I recognize that they have no reverence and no godly fear, they do not know God. That's the last verse of Hebrews chapter 12. Let us have grace by which we might serve God with reverence and godly fear. Now, I know God hasn't talked to you. If you're arrogant, if you're presumptuous, if you are joking, if you are uh, using a caricature about God, here's what I know. You have never heard God's voice. A man or a woman that ever meets God will understand God is not to be played with. 
So a lot of people are perpetrating frauds about knowing God. They've never heard his voice. I'm going to get into that in a moment. These people did. They heard God's voice. God spoke. And may I say it was the Lord Jesus. And you don't have to shout about that. I know it is. We're going to unpack that. Okay, because the voice of the father is always the son. It's always the son. God is speaking through his son to every man. And on that note, we will close out today's broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand, the ministry of Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. If you have questions about our broadcast, maybe you would like to spend some time with us worshiping the Lord. We would love to see you. You can get all of that information and reach out to us through our website at grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Listen to past sermons as well as guest preachers. Again, at our website, grace-bible.com. We'll even let you have any of the notes, sermon notes, that are available from these sermons as well. Again, there's an awful lot of resource material available at our website, grace-bible.com. If you'd like to reach out to us by phone, our number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. Sunday services here at the church are at 1030. Friday evening Bible study is at 6.30, Tuesday prayer and Bible study again at 6.30, directions and information again at our website grace-bible.com or by calling 510-886-9782. Would you prayerfully consider partnering with this ministry as we reach out to the Bay Area and the world (laughs) on the World Wide Web? We do so because we are linking arms with other listeners such as yourself. This is a listener-supported ministry. Your gifts, no matter the size and no matter the volume, are great help as we continue this ministry called Way of Grace. Consider that as you reach out to us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.